Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, our kink panel will start talking about uh, how deconfinement and how this new new normal is going to affect the alternative sexuality world. We'll see about that after 10.15, but first... Let's take a look at the inbox. Make a connection anytime at 514-800. All right, you can also email me anytime to laurie at drlaurie.com or some people email me through the iHeartRadio app. That's also good. Or you can call me at 514-790-0800 or text me at 514-800. So first off the bat, this is a a bit of a disturbing uh, email. I need some advice. I just found out my girlfriend cheated on me last year. It seems her boyfriend from 20 years ago recorded them having sex and the deal was sex for the video to make it more interesting they had sex in his van in an empty parking lot and he works for the sq uh i am a big guy uh, not violent but i don't take any crap and i'm trying to restrain myself from going over and knocking him on his butt Being in IT, it's possible to link the key to his laptop, but don't want to go to the police because this is, because I fear the media will eat this up and our names forever searchable online. Any ideas what to do? I still haven't decided if I should leave her. I found out as I was teasing her about wanting to sleep with someone else, then read the expression on her face this afternoon. Self-restraint at the moment is not my strong suit. And I'm so damn pissed off, I gave myself a headache. Whew. So this is a situation of sextortion, right? Extortion using sexual material. I want you to take some a few deep breaths here because beating the crap out of this guy or confronting him is probably not going to go well, okay? It, it may land you in jail, he is uh, uh, in law enforcement. God knows he pulls out a gun on you. I, who, it, like I'm just imagining the worst case scenarios here, and this is not where you you should be heading. You should not be heading down that road. But he is that is a crime. What he did is a crime. There's no question about it. I just don't know how to go about something like that without making a formal uh, complaint, but it's your girlfriend that has to make the formal complaint. Now, just taking the other side, I get that you she betrayed you in a way, but then I want, to, I want you to think about something because she was also being victimized here. She was being threatened and maybe she felt she had no other choice but to do what he said or he would ruin her career, her life, what, whatever it was that he uh, was uh, threatening her with. So, you know, it, it's like if your partner came home and told you she was raped, uh, would you call that cheating? Like this is coercion, even though she submitted to it, it's still coercion and it's a form of sexual assault to me this is this is definitely um a crime now 
do not take this into your own hands. It's not something I would do, but I would also have a little compassion maybe for your girlfriend. And rather than just throw her to the curb right away is maybe talk about this, maybe talk about this with a professional. Right now there's a crisis happening in your uh, relationship. It might be good for you to have a, uh, a third party uh, to discuss this with. So without doing anything rash right now, although I get your feelings and anybody would have rage uh, when uh, faced with this kind of situation. If any of our listeners have any other tips, especially the legal route, because I really don't know, um, maybe you can speak to a lawyer, maybe, I don't know, something else um, can, you know, maybe you, you need to do that or call anonymously, go to the police station without giving your name, ask them what you can do, what the procedure is and and things like that. Um, One texter says, no question, leave her. I'm not in agreement with that necessarily. Uh, It's not the other guy's fault. It's her fault. The cheater is always wrong, except for the extortion part that I would destroy him for. Yes, but how? That is the question he's asking her for. And it's, she was coerced into this. She didn't voluntarily, uh, I mean, at least from what you're saying here, didn't voluntarily have sex with him. She was faced with a decision to make when she was presented with uh, something he was blackmailing her with. That's a very different uh, scenario. Uh, it takes two to tangle. Has he considered that perhaps he did not know she was involved in a relationship? However, it is illegal to do what he did. Ball is not in your court. It is in her court. Uh, and JD says uh, he's in IT. I'm sure he can find a way without doing anything physical. I think that the doing the something physical is will put you in far worse uh, trouble. Uh, Dr. Lori, that's a lot in that email. The guy needs to cool off and not make things worth, worse with his girlfriend. I wouldn't trust the perp with destroying the video. Yeah, that's the other thing is uh, what happens to that video after. He hands her a key, but who the hell knows if he still has that. Uh, all police have an internal affairs department, so they uh, they will bring an end to this in short order. So maybe that's it. Maybe go to internal affairs, uh, and, and speak to somebody, some ombudsperson or, or somebody, I mean, just because somebody's a cop doesn't mean they get away with crimes. So let's be real here. People have to uh, be accountable and you can make him accountable by doing that. doesn't mean it's going to get into the media either. So it's something you should really, uh, think about. And actually it's your girlfriend that needs to go. It's, uh, she's the one who has to press the charges because it's, um, it was done to her, but you can support her rather than, um, you know, just simply accuse her of simple cheating. Not that cheating is simple, but you know what I mean. And, and look at it for what it is. In the meantime, if you're looking for some help, the Canadian Association for Marriage and Family Therapy, the CAMFT, has an emergency response team that they are now offering free sessions. So you get three free sessions and um, there's an option for you and I would take it. I would absolutely take that option. 
You can reach them at www.camft.ca. C-A-M-F-T.ca. That's heavy duty, let me tell you. I know if my child was threatened in any way, I would report it, whether it's a cop or not. I'm in IT. If he hacks in and to get info on him, and then he will be liable. And another one, definitely anonymously reported to Internal Affairs without question. So you've got the passion community weighing in on here, helping you out. Coming up, uh, Catherine and Gary of our kink panel will join us and we'll find out uh, what's going on in the world of kink. to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. It's that time of the month, uh, the night that we focus on alternative uh, sexuality. We already know, at least in Quebec, that um, close to half of the population, according to study, is interested in some form of kink, whether they talk about it openly or practice it out in the open, uh, or keep it in, in the closet, whatever it is, or just in their fantasies, there definitely is an interest, which is, of course, why uh, we have this kind of panel, and also to be able to dispel a lot of myths, because clearly there are still a lot of misunderstandings about what goes on in the uh, kinky bedrooms of some, so we are here to uh, talk about that. So if you have any questions at all about uh, any kind of kink play, BDSM, fetishes, we're here to answer your questions. 514-800 to to text us. And of course, if you want to talk to us, you could do that too. 514-790-0800. Joining me are a couple of my regulars. We're a smaller panel simply because we are all doing it from home and our capacity is only to be able to have two other lines going at the same time. So we have invited Catherine of BDSMcircle.com. Hi, Catherine. Hello. Keeping safe, doing okay? Absolutely. Okay. I'm and glad. I know you haven't introduced me yet, but hi, Gary. <laughs> Let me do the introduction. <laughs> hey, usually everybody's talking in the waiting room, whatever. Hi, Gary. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Gary Major is with us. He is a, a longtime kingster. He works at Mr. Bear, a fetish boutique. Is Mr. Bear open? We are, yes. We've been open uh, since the 25th. Okay. Because uh, we have a, a street entrance store. So we have uh, yeah, we've been open for basically regular hours since then. So I'm curious. Um, most people have been home. I don't know how much fetish where they need or where <laughs> i know personally i'm in my sweats a lot yeah. <laughs> or pajamas or whatever no no reason to get dressed up have people started like i'm sure they're itching to get out there and maybe wear their clothes these clothings that that they love in terms of kink wear yeah absolutely i mean uh i mean with a lot of the large events well all of the large events being canceled until uh september 1st uh most of this summer is probably going to be a little quiet for us. 
but we're still selling fashion. Our online uh, market is still huge. Oh, good. Uh, so we're uh, we're still we're still keeping the public busy, and we're still keeping the public uh, clothed in one way or the other. Uh, we've actually, we've actually had a pretty good steady uh, flow of customers uh, coming in, looking at the new lines since we just released our new spring summer, or starting to release our new spring summer lines. So okay. yeah, it's uh, it's going well. So for people who don't know, um, fetish wear or things that at least that you sell or that you, I know you, it's all Canadian made. It's all, it's a good place to support uh, homegrown stuff. So um, tell us a little bit about the kinds of clothes that is fetishish, fetish wear. Okay. Well, I mean, we are, yes, we are, as you said, we are Canadian made. We're made in Montreal. Uh, we try to, uh, to home grow and home source almost all of the materials as well as all the, uh, the work is actually done on site or in Montreal. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we sell, uh, we're one of the only, uh, North American companies that, uh, make neoprene gear. Uh, and we also sell uh, uh, leather gear and, and other puppy gear and things like that. Uh, but the majority of our focus uh, is is mostly on uh, uh, creating neoprene lines. Um, it's kind of the, the mix between uh, latex and leather. Okay. It has the, uh, the nice snugness of latex, but the, uh, uh, the... the look of a leather, leather piece more so. So are you making masks now? <laughs> yeah, well, yes, we are. Actually. Oh, you are? Yeah, we were we were approached by a couple of clients back uh, when this first started because they do enjoy they wanted to support local, uh, they do enjoy the materials that we use, uh, and they wanted to kind of be able to uh, wear masks that were also semi fashionable. Uh, so we started uh, making masks that complemented or were um, uh, made from the same materials as we make the rest of our fashion wear, and uh, they kind of took off very well and uh, we've still been continuing them after the opening uh, and uh, they've been selling very well yeah <laughs> so now people can wear kinky masks even made by kink made by kinksters for but not necessarily for kinksters <laughs> yeah no not necessarily for kinksters we do make them in fashion I mean we do you know have a you know all of our other uh, our puppy gear and stuff like that but we strongly recommend them not being used as a, uh, a form of, uh, of health prevention or health safety right. Because uh, they really don't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm assuming too a lot of the gear that is worn in kink play and and dress up and things like that uh, are pretty safe because the you know your cover there's a lot of coverage. I mean, besides genital coverage, I suppose, but you know, yeah. face coverage. Well, <laughs> gear, I mean, uh, yeah, most most gear as well is is uh, uh, easily cleanable. Um, and uh, and for the most part, uh, yeah, is a is a fairly safe uh, as far as uh, materials and as far as uh, contamination go. I guess, yeah. Right, uh, Catherine. I was reading an interesting article about um, from from a dominatrix who is talking about how uh, doms have to reinvent themselves in a way, and that. For some, it, it's been really difficult. They're not seeing their clients, but they're doing things through virtual or, or through whatever, uh, you know, computer or what have you. But that, it, that it's not at all this, the same. Like, they, they, it's hard for them to get into, into role, like, you know, into their yeah. role. Yeah. Um, so how is that the experience of, of people in, in that world? Well, 
as you know, I'm not a, a professional dom. However, um, I certainly have found it is so different than having someone, you know, shall we just say hands on. Right. Then you're talking. I mean, the good thing about this is if, if you are talking with someone new, certainly a great time for negotiation. Okay. And to, to get lots of that in. But yes, it's certainly very different. Because basically a lot of it now is, is virtual play or online play or webcamming. Hmm. And if you're used to being a kind of, shall we say, an old-fashioned dominatrix or dom that has, you know, your dungeon, it's, it's night and day. Right. Actually, one of, the, one of the doms was talking about how a lot of her clients are – it's different now because many of them are out of their jobs, for example. So the high uh, power, the, the the stress of the job, whatever, is not there. Which so they don't need the same release, but they've been they they still connect with their dominatrix to just to unload, like just to talk, you know, to to, to <laughs> share, to talk, to. So they're finding what. I, what this article was saying is that they're they're finding themselves in a different role, maybe more as a not, I don't want to say therapist, but more as a friend, well, a, fr- a friendly voice and uh, somebody that they can just confide in. Let's say. Well, I I think they're they're a little bit more like a, a closer to a non professional. Who I mean, a professional, you come in, you do the scene, and then that's it. Whereas um, a you know, a regular, a regular dom is much more likely to have rules and tasks and rituals and and a daily interaction mm-hmm. with them. So now it's just kind of online. Completely and, different. And uh, it uh, actually must... is a great way to kind of get into the mental depths of the sexuality. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of really exciting. So it's it's. It's open another door, is what you're saying. It's open Absolutely. like another door into someone's sexuality without necessarily being sexual. Well, without being, yes. Like t- touchy-feely I mean, sexual, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, now, I, you I, know, there's, there's webcams and there's... Of course, there's, there's many, many ways to be... There's those vibrators that you can remotely control. control. Yeah. You know, all sorts of things that you can do, and, and you can get them through the mail, by the way. That's right. Let, <laughs> so, let me check. Gary, you, what did you want to add to that? Well, I was saying, I, I, you were saying it, it's opening a door, and I, I'm, I'm thinking more it's reopening the door. Because ah. uh, as a person that grew up pre-internet and pre, uh, even pre-cell phone and all these other things, um, getting to know someone was a, a, a much more difficult, uh, or not really difficult, but much more uh, longer process. Right. So for, like, like Catherine was saying, for someone... Um, that's exploring uh, BDSM in this time, uh, you really do get to know that person a lot deeper and you're able to negotiate your future scenes a lot more because you're you're kind of, uh, you have the time for it. Right. And I think it, it, it's kind of gone for like, like all kind of relationships at this point. Yes. Is you're no longer uh, like, like you know, in the gay world, it's no longer an immediate satisfaction. It's a, okay, we let's, chat and if you you know if things work out through chat then maybe once things go back to quote-unquote normal you know we can uh, explore this even further and i think it's it's the same in the kink world now we've kind of gone back to 
the days when we had to, you know, write notes to each other or <laughs> letters, uh, make phone calls, <laughs> and. and negotiate things a little bit better right um, well that kind of yeah. makes sense right and and i think that if maybe it's even a good opportunity now for um for people who might be interested in this area to they have the time now to research it right mm-hmm. to maybe connect with others in forums where they can learn more about it like they can actually take the time without the fear of oh, somebody's going to want to meet with me or I have to meet with somebody or I have to do it. Now they can't do it. So they they might just slow things down a little bit to be able to explore it more fully before they actually get into real life. Absolutely. So it, it's, uh, and, and it's interesting because you're right. It has affected relate not just kinky relationships, but all dating relationships and what have you. We have gone back to the days when long phone calls were were the thing, right? You'd spend hours and hours getting to know each other um, by phone. So we're uh, certainly changing. Lots of texts here to share on our kink panel. We've got Catherine of BDSMCircle.com and Gary, a major of Mr. Bear, a fetish boutique in uh, in the village, and uh, talking about what is the how is deconfinement affecting or will affect the uh the alternative uh, sex community like what changes are should we expect to see any permanent changes so those are some of the things that we will discuss To the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. You know that song, it means the kink panel is with us tonight, sadly not in studio just yet, but hopefully in the next little while we'll be able to resume that. Uh, Catherine joins us at BDSMCircle.com where uh, you can get a ton of information if you are interested in exploring this side well lots and lots of articles and all kinds of stuff are found on that website gary major is with us as well longtime kinkster from the gay community works at mr bear a fetish boutique in the village so i have a bunch of uh, texts here that i want to share with you guys and some that you may want to answer i can witness that as a sub i starve having a play I don't see myself asking a vanilla friend for a spanking. (laughs) Uh, This pandemic has closed dungeons into which I could play and even where I could wear a mask. This kind of proximity is still not allowed right now because it's inside. Uh, Concerning Dom's having to adapt, I know that Mistress Catherine can adapt easily. (laughs) It'd be from one of yours. Uh, The passion poet uh, weighs in with his uh, poem of the night. Get out, the, get out the Velcro, get out the rope, snap that whip and start to grope. Better not forget the word to save you, especially when you see that painful corkscrew. Practice like a Houdini to escape the handcuff, turn it around, your turn to get rough, but always play safe, put a condom on your wood, have a little fun, and make it hurt so good. <laughs> Yay! Um, so somebody else writes this I remember one of my ex-girlfriends 
father had a mold made from his penis. How do you stay hard during the casting? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, Gary, uh, I'll let you take that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, usually, I mean, in this day and age, uh, there are pills for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, true, uh-huh. but you need stimulation. Stimulation, of course, but I mean, stimulation to a point, and then usually uh, something like a, uh, a uh, an elastic band or something that's going to restrict the blood flow yes. will usually keep it. Right. On top of the fact that most of those kits uh, usually uh, set very quickly, um, okay. so you don't have to wait very long. Right, but you're you're absolutely right. The penis ring put at the base of the penis, which we recommend for people who lose their erections, for example, mm-hmm. can be placed there to trap the blood so you maintain that erection as long as it's not there for more than like 20 minutes or so. Of course, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, another one talking about the fetish wear. Uh, they are safe as long as you are well-groomed and don't have too many zippers. <laughs> I guess a lot of people are naked under there, right? So. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the point. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, This text writes, I too am wearing sweatpants. They are made of latex, so the sweat factor is evident. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Then another text writes, half the population, referring to what I said at the beginning, that that half Mm -hmm. of the Quebec population is interested in some kind of kink. Uh, Wow, that's kind of wild. What are the mildest qualifiers for kink, though? Is it sexy lingerie, dildos? If so, then I can get the half population statistic. I don't think that it had, uh, I think it had more to do with BDSM play, uh, that, that study, right, Catherine? It did. Yeah, so it's more about, listen, light, if we're going to talk about what we're taught, you know, if we're looking at the mildest qualifiers for kink, I think we're talking about like light bondage or, you know, blindfolding, uh, tying your partner to the bed. Yeah. Spanking, things like that, that uh, are not like full on, let's go to a dungeon kind of thing, but just practiced in the bedroom of where everybody starts. Yeah. Yeah. And even, even something as simple as role play, which uh, like 90% of, uh, if, if not more than that, of couples have or will experience at some point in their life is considered mild BDSM to some point. Right. So the role playing, like if I, if your partner says, oh, honey, dress up as uh, the nurse and, and, and uh, you know, come take my temperature, like kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kinky, right? That would be kinky, yeah. <laughs> Especially depending on where they took the temperature from. Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> Okay, now you're really getting kinky. And what they use. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I was just trying to keep it, you know, mild. <laughs> um, Texter wants to know, what's the least expensive dildo available that looks like a real penis? I used to see them at the back of Hustler. Now, that's a, that's a very wide question because, of course, they come in all sizes and prices. Yeah, absolutely. And and cheap is not usually good. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's the big the biggest problem with uh, like I, I understand the the not wanting to spend hundreds of dollars on a piece of gear. Uh, I am one of those people that does like to uh, go to the hardware store and find my pervertibles. But uh, pervertibles. Dildos, I like that word pervertibles. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, something that's going to go inside your body, you kind of want to have it of a decent quality at the very minimum. Um, 
I would uh, strongly suggest the best thing for me, especially if you're from the city, is uh, head on down to your local sex store. Uh, in the village, there's pre-op would be the best one uh, as far as toy selection. Uh, and you can see a wide range of uh, uh, different styles, shapes, sizes, colors, realistics and not realistics, and price ranges. Right. Uh, but that's probably your best bet. Uh, I would steer clear of ordering... Um, uh, a dildo, unless you're familiar with the company right. and understand their product uh, from the internet or from the back of a magazine anymore. Exactly. Um, it would probably be better to go into a store and, and then test it out a little bit. Right. Be- <laughs> well, much, much safer and healthier. Well, Absolutely. And it's you hard to know, right? The cheapest thing. Yeah, the cheapest, obviously, made from the cheapest material, which would make it maybe too porous or uh, not good uh, in terms of not being able to be used with lubricant or mm-hmm. uh, not mm-hmm. lasting a very long time after several uses because you need to wash those things. Or yeah. just having poisoning, yeah. Absolutely. Because you're inserting it into yourself. Yeah, and if that's it, true. If it's, you know, you get some product from, you know, not made in Canada or United States, <laughs> right. and you just never know, you know. Do not think that two dollar one is a deal. Right, that's true, and and it's true. You'll see them in at all different uh, different prices. And these days, yeah. they make them. Uh, I remember the first time I saw uh, glass dildos. I was mm. thoroughly amazed by, first of all, the variety and the different oh. uh, shapes and the beauty of these things that that. Oh, I have a color. Yeah, you can. Well, I have them in my office simply because they are, uh, they come in in such small um, sizes, and and they don't look like penises either. So they well, are it looks like they, art. Yeah, they looks like art for many. Yeah, it could be a nice, uh, um, you know, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, those paperweights. Yeah, paperweights, right? Uh, but also. Um, using like I've used them to show clients in terms of like uh, vaginismus or things like that where they can get smaller really really small things that they can practice with you know uh, so. and, and glass as well uh, is pro- is one of the like for for dildos uh, are one of the safest um, they can actually be a hundred percent sterilized so you don't have to yeah. worry about contamination between partners yeah um, if you happen to be a person that likes to use your toys on lots of people, uh, whereas something like silicone or, or rubbers and things like that, you really, really have to be careful. And they usually do recommend uh, um, keeping uh, one toy, unless you're, you know, really, really cleaning it well or protecting it with a, a, a condom, condom. Right. Yeah, condom, yeah. Uh, uh, to to keep your toys per, for each partner, kind of thing. So, right, right, but with right. glass, you don't have to worry about that as much. They go in the dishwasher. They do. <laughs> They can be hot or cold. There's all kinds Absolutely. of things that, uh, that well, we, uh, somebody else wrote, pervertibles are the best, Dr. Lori. I love that, pervertibles. <laughs> they um, are. Yeah, more talk about dildos. We've got more questions about that. So for some people, that is kink play. I just want to put that out there. There are plenty mm-hmm. of people who do not play with sex toys. And for some, that could be considered alternative for them out of oh, their absolutely. out of their norm so I, we, we have some questions that need to be answered about that uh, coming up with uh, Catherine and Gary of our kink panel passion with dr. Lori Batito on CJD 800. 
alternative sexuality tonight. Well, for some reason, this always happens that we never have anything really planned, and then the uh, the texters kind of uh, take over, right? And then that that's where the uh, the <laughs> topics go. And tonight, see, the theme seems to be uh, about dildos and sex toys. So I want to answer uh, some questions. Um, back to the uh, the mold. Uh, someone says he did it on his own with wax. I didn't know this was a real thing. Molding the genitals. Yes, I've seen this at uh, the this, the everything to do with sex show. There are companies that do that mm-hmm. uh, where they mold your own genitals and into different things. Right? It could be a cast. It can be a usable, like turned into something that is uh, uh, usable as a sex toy as well. So that's something that's certainly in the technology in the last, I don't know, how many years, Gary? Oh, you forever. Say? Like I, I remember, uh, you know, when I was a, a young, a young kid going to the, uh, the sex stores and they had the clone a willy, uh, package that you could buy and oh. supposedly make a dildo oh, out of that. And that would be at least 20 years ago. So that's more than that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, yes, you're right. You're right. Uh, so the other thing is, uh, someone wants to know, okay, but what's a reasonable price for a realistic looking one for a dildo? What would you What would you say for a good quality one? Maybe not top top quality, but a good quality one. What would it cost? Well, I, I mean, it- uh, personally, I've never uh, uh, personally for toys, I've never spent under hundred dollars for anything. Under a hundred, okay. Yeah, but I also go. I tend to go for quality because I do know the companies that I'm ordering from. Um, but there are a lot. Like I said, there are lots of companies that you can get uh, anywhere between, you know, maybe a, a forty to sixty, maybe seventy dollar uh, one that's realistic. Um, and that is be made out of a, a quality material. Uh, so anywhere around there. I, I mean, it's really all dependent on, I mean, in this day and age, too, looking up reviews and finding oh, yes. you know, reviews of, of companies and then ordering from those companies, finding sales. A lot of online companies, especially right now, are having some pretty amazing sales. Um, so if you have, you know, a, a specific porn star in mind, you can most ty- most of the times find a dildo that they were made for and probably get it on sale right now. All right. And somebody <laughs> else texted in Seductions on the Metropolitan. Very good online shopping. And they have a live Absolutely. online chat until 11 p.m. So that's good. And I recommend them. I, I know the owner. And they have uh, a, a huge range, like from really, really expensive toys to more uh, more affordable ones. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Catherine, did you want to add anything to that? Actually, Gary said exactly what I was going to okay, say. Okay, good. Uh, another text <laughs> wrote, said, <laughs> another text wrote, I had a mole done in the 80s at the sexual at Place Bonaventure. Had wife get me hard, put the form on. Two hours later, had two perfect rubber penises. <laughs> she divorced now, been over 20 years, and she still admits that she has one and uses it. <laughs> Why not? If you enjoyed it at one point, why not continue to enjoy it later? (laughs) I think that's funny. And another texter writes, for whips and crops, there's the Celery Le May. Same, even better quality than big name sex shop at a quarter of the price. So I don't know if anybody's familiar with Celery Le May, S-E-L-L-E-R-I-E, for whips and... Crops. So it sounds like it would be like a like a uh, a horse like a like a oh yes a, a saddle shop a sa- saddle shop a, yeah. in, uh, absolutely I, I strongly recommend oh, yeah. uh, 
for for things like crops and and stuff like that? Absolutely. Saddle That's shops you can get some crop. pretty beautiful things. Yeah, I used to horseback ride. I I used to get my crops and whatever, but they're all gone with all the rest of the gear. Um, Okay, let's see other tags. Do they make vagina molds? Yes, the vulva molds also are uh, are made, but also usable ones. And breasts. And breasts, yes, I've seen uh, I've seen that as well. Somebody wants. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna. I'm sure, like they, you're not going to get. Uh, the the same sort of uh, realism, uh, at, at least uh, interiorly, uh, of a vagina mold than you will uh, with a, a, a penis mold. Right. But, uh, yeah, it, it they they do uh, they do create wonderful interiors for uh, wonderful sex toys for uh, uh, for both men and women. Uh, right. uh, their uses. So yeah. So I want your opinion, uh, both of you, how you think. Now that we're in a kind of a new normal-ish, we're starting slowly but surely to get out there a little bit more. How do you think this is going to change um, alternative sexual practices? Catherine? Well, um, it's gonna, you're still going to have to distance and be safe. I mean, this is not over. No. We're, we're going to get a second wave. We're, we're going to have to continue to be careful. But realistically, people are going to want to meet new people and partners. I mean, you talk and you you do the online and, like Gary said, you do the the love notes and the letters, and that's all great. But eventually, you're going to want to meet. And um, part of of when you decide to meet is going to be in the negotiation. Hopefully, you've gotten to know this person a little bit and find that they've been social distancing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, has this person been responsible? You know, are are they going out for essential groceries every day? <laughs> you know, right. and when you do meet them, I suggest meeting in a um, uh, a park, probably, mm-hmm. where you can still stay six feet apart, wearing a mask. The the you know the first couple meetings. That's just and, for ta- that's just for chatting. You're not doing anything. That's right. Right, but. Again, you know. people who are, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of people itching to get back to physical touch. Well, um, yes, but I think meeting in a park is still the first way to go. The first meeting place, yes. Yeah. For sure. Gary, what are, you, what are your thoughts on well, what's well, happening? Well, for me, I, I've been talking to a lot of my friends about this, and they, and they we've been trying to, to figure out, like, how um, – because – we're all human. We all want physical touch. Uh, I was lucky enough to uh, to spend uh, the majority of the quarantine with uh, my beautiful, beautiful boyfriend who is now back in France. Okay. Uh, but uh, I, I know that a lot of a lot of my friends didn't have that option to quarantine with someone that they could also be intimate with, um, and continuing on. So we've kind of compared it to back in the 90s when second wave uh, HIV and mm-hmm. AIDS came out and That's how you true. would negotiate um, what risks you were willing to take. Mm-hmm. And Catherine said it too, like uh, finding out uh, if the person has been uh, taking care of themselves, if they've been you know, keeping themselves quarantined when they're not, or like, at, like away from the public when they're not needed to be in the public, if they've been keeping themselves healthy, if they've been following the guidelines that are required when they are out in the public, if they've been following all those things, you're kind of reducing your risk uh, enough that is kind of sane, much like we did back in the 90s when we were negotiating sex. It's such a... um, and and HIV risking and and things like that. Uh, you kind of you're kind of at the point where it's like, well, there is a possibility 
but is the the benefit of the you know uh, the the coming mm-hmm. together the outweigh the risk? Right. I'm so glad you brought that up because it's true in, especially in the gay community, this, Mm -hmm. the AIDS crisis had such a huge impact. (laughs) This is what? I said, uh, as it's been said before, this is not our first pandemic. Yeah. Well, yes. I don't think the straight community did the negotiating as well. And, and of course it, you know, it ended mm-hmm. up being more in the straight community at some point than, than, oh, absolutely. than not. Absolutely. It's not that it's, it's continued that way, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you, so the gay community is already, already have the skills, those negotiating, at least the older ones anyway, uh, those negotiating skills to find out if somebody is safe or as safe as can be. Yeah. For someone of my age too, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good teaching, uh, uh, teaching time to teach the young kids what it was like. Mm, That's true. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and also to, uh, to reintroduce them to, uh, to proper negotiation. So maybe uh, we need to have some online uh, classes or something on on <laughs> teaching youth how to negotiate with this pandemic. Um, I think it would be a, probably a very good idea because Absolutely. I think people are not like my fear is that once the deconfinement, if you want to call it that, starts to happen, people are just going to just loosen their they're they're just going to put put their guard down, you know. And, yeah, uh, and, and I mean we we see we see it now. Like I I go to work, you know, Monday to Friday now, and I'm working in the public, and you know we have the, the everything set up properly at our work uh, for clients to come in, and we're we're you know they have a there's a hand cleaning station right at the front, and mm-hmm. we instruct clients that they have to do it, and a lot of clients just are either like annoyed. Um, crazy well not a lot yeah. a few clients are annoyed or they just disregard it like it's not something that they need to do even though they've been out in public and so it's like mm, i think there's there's already this kind of everything's back to normal because the stores are open kind right of mentality yeah. unfortunately i don't like and, that either and, and having gone to i've hardly hardly left the house that i gotta tell you and, and i've gone okay. to the store maybe twice three times and amazed at how few people were wearing masks Mm-hmm. I am amazed as well. I don't think that's right. Anyway. Well, I've got mine. Oh, I have mine. <laughs> oh, I have, I have, I have many, that. many masks. <laughs> yeah, you. Excellent. You who are making them. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Catherine can be found at BDSMcircle.com. And uh, Gary, uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, they can find me at Mr. Bear. I'm there till 5 o'clock, Monday to Friday. Uh, but oh, you can also find me on all the social medias and all that loveliness as well, too. Okay, and Mr. Bear is where, exactly? Oh, sorry, on St. Catherine, uh, 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 1336 St. Catherine East. Wonderful. Guys, thank you so much. I miss you. I miss seeing miss you uh, your miss fabulous you. faces. And uh, hopefully, maybe next month we can be together. Maybe. <laughs> hopefully, fingers crossed. That's right. All right. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Stay Good night. safe. Take care. Uh, thank you so much, Chris Aiken, our technical producer tonight. If you want to connect with me on social media, you can at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com, or through the iHeartRadio network as well. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion. <laughs>